Well, hey, welcome back to Uncommon Sense. Okay, so we have more Twitter files to go through on this episode. Y'all, this is probably going to be something that I'm going over for at least this episode, maybe another episode, and maybe even another episode after that. I really think that it's very important to get all of this information out to you guys. I know that a lot of people have already read these and shared these and probably even read them aloud themselves to other people. Um, you know, I, I know that everybody, most people have already seen all of this, but I just think it is very crucial to do episodes on it so that if people really do just prefer listening to it and then it's very easy to just share my episodes around to people who maybe haven't seen all of the Twitter files and these keep coming out and so I'm going to keep sharing them because again I think they're very important. Before we get into everything, I just want to remind you guys about the ESV Student Study Bible. I know getting into the Bible for the first time can be extremely overwhelming. Trust me, I know. But this um, Student Study Bible makes it really, really easy when you're just fixing to tackle the Bible for the first time. It has uh, 12,000 clear, concise study notes, introductions, and timelines for each Bible book, more than 80 maps and illustrations throughout, 15 topical articles, nearly 900. Did you know facts? That's my favorite part. 120 Bible character profiles, glossary with concise definitions of key terms, 80,000 cross-references, which are really, really beneficial, extensive concordance, highly readable double-column format, black-letter text throughout, presentation page for gift-giving, ribbon marker, and seven-point text for those who are interested in knowing that. But this is just a really good Bible for beginners, and if you check it out, let me know what you think. I love getting y'all's opinions on the things that I'm promoting on the pod, and the link will be below for you guys to easily access that. So everybody's going to be pleasantly surprised to learn that I learned how to pronounce Matt's last name. It is Taibi. Taibi. I'm pretty sure that that is what it is. That is the generalized consensus, at least from others that I've heard talking about his compilations of the Twitter files. So that is what we're going with. We're not doing Tabai or whatever I was saying on the last episode. It is Taibi, and I'm pretty sure of that. Okay, so Matt Taibi had put out other um, threads about the Twitter files. So we're going to go through some of those on this episode. The first we're going to go through is the thread that he titled Twitter Files Supplemental. Um, and that is from four days ago as I'm recording this from December 6th, 2022, in case anybody listens to this in a few years from now. Um, and we're going to start with this one. So he said on Friday, the first installment of the Twitter files was published here. We expected to publish more over the weekend many wondered why there was a delay. We can now tell you part of the reason why. On Tuesday, Twitter Deputy General Counsel and former FBI General Counsel Jim Baker was fired. Among the reasons? Question mark. Vetting the first batch of quote-unquote Twitter files without knowledge of new management. The process for producing the Twitter files involved a delivery to two journalists, Barry Weiss and me, Matt Taibbi, uh, via a lawyer close to the 
new management. However, after the initial batch, things became complicated. Over the weekend, while we both dealt with obstacles to new searches, it was Barry Weiss who discovered that the person in charge of releasing the files was someone named Jim. When she called to ask Jim's last name, the answer came back, Jim Baker. My jaw hit the floor, says Weiss. Uh, The first batch of files both reporters received was marked, quote, Spectra Baker emails. And then he shared a screenshot of that, Spectra Baker emails. Baker is a controversial figure. He has been something of a zealot of FBI controversies dating back to 2016 from the Steele dossier to the Alpha server mess. He resigned in 2018 after an investigation into leaks to the press. The news that Baker was reviewing the quote-unquote Twitter files surprised everyone involved, to say the least. New Twitter chief Elon Musk acted quickly to quote-unquote exit Baker Tuesday. Uh, Reporters resumed searches throughout Twitter files material. A lot of it today. The next installment of the Twitter files will appear Barry Weiss. Stay tuned. Um, So for those of you who don't know about Barry Weiss, you'll definitely need to follow her. She is the founder and editor of the Free Press, uh, which is her organization. And she's just very focused on getting the news out to the people uh, without all of this globalist. um, And it is on both sides. Y'all need to understand that um, agenda attached to it all. She's she's a great source of information and I am subscribed to her newsletter. So y'all need to definitely um, keep tabs on her if you're not already. Okay, so now we are going to swerve over and we're going to focus on Barry Weiss now because she put out the thread, the Twitter files part two. Um, And so we're going to read through this. So this is Twitter secret blacklist is what she's titled this one. Um, And it says a new hashtag Twitter files investigation reveals that teams of Twitter employees build blacklists, prevent disfavored tweets from trending and actively limit the visibility of entire accounts or even trending topics all in secret without informing users. Twitter once had a mission, quote, to give everyone the power to create and share ideas and information instantly without barriers. Along the way, barriers nevertheless were erected. Take, for example, Stanford's Dr. J, I'm going to butcher it, Bhattacharya, uh, B-H-A-T-T-A-C-H-A-R-Y-A, uh, who argued that COVID lockdowns would harm children. Twitter secretly placed him on a quote-unquote trends blacklist, which prevented his tweets from trending. So they shared a screenshot of this, um, J Bhattacharya, Maybe that's how you pronounce it. And you can see that he has posted this and it got a lot of engagement, apparently 240 at the time of the screenshot views, um, 12.4 thousand comments, 4.3 thousand, it looks like shares. Um, And then they tagged this post and they tagged it at Twitter active recent abuse strike. They also tagged him with trends blacklist which is what she was talking about and they also uh added a strike count which is it says strike count colon zero um 
So it looks like he has like no strikes, but they're still, they are still blocking his tweets from being viewed. And then his little blurb is Professor Stanford School of Medicine, MD, PhD, Health Policy, Infectious Diseases, COVID Health, Economics, Scientific Freedom. And it says that he joined in August of 2021. Um, and then his location, Stanford, California. Um, so that's pretty crazy. Then Barry Weiss goes on or consider the popular right-wing talk show host Dan Bongino at DiBongino, who at one point was slapped with a quote-unquote search blacklist. So there's a screenshot of this um, from Dan Bongino's page, and they've tagged his uh, account with verified active notifications spike search blacklist, Twitter blue verified multiple accounts strike count again, colon zero, NSFW view SPMA. Um, and then it is uh, saying public enemy number one joined January 2011 planet, quote unquote, banned by YouTube and then his website. Um, and then account details, which I can't see. Uh, let's see. So then this goes on. Barry Weiss, Twitter set the account of conservative activist Charlie Kirk at Charlie Kirk 11 to do not amplify, quote unquote, do not amplify this voice. So everybody who knows me should know about Charlie Kirk. He's the, he's the head guy at Turning Point USA, which is an excellent organization that I'm always promoting on my podcast because you guys need to get involved with that. It's really really the powerhouse movement for the youth. If you're looking for, um, you know, more libertarian, conservative, uh, freedom, liberty minded people that you want to associate with. So they, they tagged Charlie Kirk, his page on Twitter as quote unquote, do not amplify. So do not amplify this voice is what they said about Charlie Kirk, who is really one of the very last voices of reason that we have out here. I disagree with even Charlie on some things. Look, I do. I really do. Um, Y'all know that I'm actually for ranked choice voting because I'm just done with the two party system. I'm done with the freaking two party system. Uh, I think that Charlie's getting there. Um, but I do think that uh, there's just a few things that I disagree with him on. Um, but regardless of whether or not I disagree with him on some things or other people disagree with him on some things, and there are a lot of people who really, really, really hate Charlie Kirk. I don't know if y'all remember when Charlie Kirk and Candace Owens were going around giving speeches. Maybe they're doing that again. Um, but people just really, really hate, they really hate Charlie Kirk and Candace and, and all these people trying to tell people the truth. So they slapped this do not amplify tag on Charlie Kirk's page. And you can see that very clearly. His tags are verified active recent abuse strike he got a recent abuse strike um notification spike um multiple accounts strike count he it still says colon zero do not amplify is that tag nsfw view other and then in parentheses two and then his bio which is his bio founder and president tpusa etc etc um so that's messed up that's wild twitter denied we're back to barry weiss twitter denied that it does such things. In 2018, Twitter's Vihaha, again, I can't pronounce this one, Gade, then head of legal policy and trust, and Kayvon Bake poor. Why do they have such weird names? Sorry. Is that rude? I don't really care. Um, head of product said, quote, we do not shadow ban, end quote. They added, quote, 
And we certainly don't shadow ban based on political viewpoints or ideology, end quote. Y'all, communists don't mind lying. I have said that repeatedly on this podcast, but they don't have morals. They don't believe in God. Most of them do not believe in God. And if they do, a lot. I've noticed that a lot of the people who pull up scripture or talk about God or bring up Christianity, they only do it as as a means to an end it's never because they genuinely believe in god or have a personal relationship with jesus or have actually read their bibles it's always for some sort of political bent uh agenda thing you know like you see it with kamala harris she has told everybody that you don't have to give up your christian faith to support abortion well yeah yeah we actually would have to do that because we believe in the sanctity of life we believe that god creates all life and so we're not going to take it upon ourselves to kill our children as you over on the left are so comfortable doing. We're not okay with that because we're actual Christians. Most people on the right, most people who are conservatives are Christian and we do care about morals and we do care about virtue and we do care about doing the right thing like we genuinely do. Um, and again, I'm independent, but I lean right. And uh, But I've noticed that on the left, they, they act like they're about it when it serves a purpose that uh, they, they think they can use it. They think they can use the Bible or God or Christianity in order to reach some sort of um, end game that they have going on, which is usually political in nature. So you just need to remember that when you're listening to these people on the left, bring up scripture or bring up God or bring up Jesus, like, because the left will also bring up Jesus's character all the time. And they're like, well, Jesus was for socialism, was he? What? Have you read the New Testament? Do you know anything about Jesus? Probably not. Probably not. I'm just going to assume that you don't because thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not covet, and thou shalt not bear false witness, but clearly they don't have a problem doing that because the heads at Twitter said that they weren't doing this thing that they so clearly were doing, and now, you know, it is it is proven, it is factually proven that they that they were lying, and again, these, these types of people on the left, these communist, socialist, Marxist-type people on the left, they just, they don't have, they don't have, like, a conscience, a lot of them, they just, it just doesn't bother them. If the ends just justify the means, then they will do it. And their ends are always total power. And so that that justifies it all for them. They don't care. Um, so Barry, back to Barry Weiss. So she said what many people call, quote unquote, shadow banning, Twitter executives and employees call, quote unquote, visibility filtering or for short VF. Multiple high level sources confirmed its meaning, uh, quote, think about visibility filtering as being a way for us to suppress what people see to different levels. It's a very powerful tool, end quote. One senior Twitter employee told us, um, um, quote unquote, VF refers to Twitter's control over user visibility. It used VF to block searches of individual users to limit the scope of a particular tweet's discoverability to block select users posts from ever appearing on the quote unquote trending page and from inclusion in hashtag searches. This is the shadow banning that we were talking about, you guys. Everybody thought we were so crazy and we were conspiracy theorists again for simply talking about the 
obvious fact that so many people were shadow banned. I was shadow banned. I'm continually just having so many issues with social media, even though Elon Musk is like in charge at Twitter now. Uh, I'm still running into issues where people are like, I can't follow you. I can't follow you. I can't follow you on Instagram. I can't follow you. I can't see your stuff. And, you know, so I don't know about like Elon. I'm hoping that it does get better. This was a really big thing for him to put out to the masses to see, you know, that big government is working with big tech, uh, you know, which we've been saying. And again, a lot of people were calling us crazy for suggesting, even though it would be obviously so easy for them to do that. And they have been doing that. And again, that's proven now. Um, You know, I, I have high hopes for Elon, but as soon as he took over, they pulled up one of my old, old tweets from years ago. And they were like, you have to delete this. It would, I don't even remember what the exact tweet was. Um, but still, I don't know, Mr. Free Speech comes in, tells everybody you get free speech. And then, you know, and I'm paying the $8 a month now. And he's still like, oh, you need to delete this. Well, that's weird. Um, but anyway, it is, it is good that we have all of these Twitter files because this really did need to come out. But the shadow banning is very, very real. It's been a thing. It's to a certain extent still a thing. And I think that everybody needs to be careful with Twitter to not just do this whole um, you know, personality fangirling thing again. Like just because you like Elon Musk right now doesn't mean he hasn't already made some mistakes. He clearly already has with Twitter Blue. And he's gonna make more mistakes. And you need to be able to call him out on those while also still applauding when he does things right, like release these Twitter files. Um okay, so back to Barry Weiss. She says, all without users knowledge. We control this is in quotes, we control visibility quite a bit and we control the amplification of your content quite a bit and normal people do not know how much we do and quote one twitter engineer told us two additional twitter employees confirmed um the group that decided whether to limit the reach of certain users was the strategic response team global escalation team or srtget it often handled up to 200 quote unquote cases a day but there existed a level beyond official ticketing beyond the rank and file moderators following the company's policy on paper that is the quote-unquote site integrity policy policy escalation support known as quote-unquote s-i-p-p-e-s this secret group included head of legal policy and trust viaha gade the global head of trust and safety yol roth subsequent ceo's Jack Dorsey and Parag Agrawal and others. Um, they all have the weirdest names. I'm, I'm going to say that again because they're so weird. Uh, this is where the biggest, most politically sensitive decisions got made. Quote unquote, think high follower account controversial. Another Twitter employee told us for these, quote unquote, there would be no ticket or anything. One of the accounts that rose to this level of scrutiny was at Libs of Tick. TikTok. This is an account that I'm always promoting to you guys on this podcast to go follow because it's a very important account for y'all to see. It's this woman that um, she compiles all of the leftist craziest uh, caught on film moments and she shares them onto Twitter and you can just see how crazy the left is in one centralized area. So y'all definitely need to follow at libs of TikTok. Um, But back to Barry Wise. So she says one of the accounts that rose to this level of scrutiny was at libs of TikTok an account that was on the quote-unquote trends blog 
blacklist and was designated as a do not take action on user without consulting with S-I-P-P-E-S. So then there's a screenshot of the Libs of TikTok account and the tags that they slapped on their account. Uh, We have notification spike, trends blacklist, recent abuse strike, Twitter blue verified multiple accounts, strike count colon two, high profile NSFW view other in parentheses two. Um, and so lives of TikToks little bio is all videos belong to their respective owners submissions at lives of DM submissions, the account, which now boasts over 1.4 million followers was subjected to six suspensions in 2022 alone. Um, the owner of the account says each time the owner was blocked from posting for as long as a week, Twitter repeatedly informed the owner that she had been suspended for violating Twitter's policy against quote-unquote hateful conduct. But in an internal SIPPES memo from October 2022, after her seventh suspension, the committee acknowledged that quote, LTT, Libs of TikTok, has not directly engaged in behavior violative of the hateful conduct policy. See here. Um, And then it's another screenshot, site policy recommendation, and the assessment. I'll read over these site policy recommendations. Site policy recommends placing at libs of TikTok LTT 1.3 million followers not verified in a seven day timeout. We in kindergarten at the account level, meaning not for a specific tweet based on the account's continued pattern of in Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Of indirectly violating Twitter's hateful conduct policy by tweeting content that either leads to or intends to incite harassment against individuals and institutions that support LGBTQ plus communities. At this time, site policy has not found explicitly violative tweets, which would result in a permanent suspension of the account. This type of enforcement action, repeated seven day timeouts at the account level, will not need to uh, not lead to a permanent suspension. However, should LTT Libs of TikTok engage in any other direct tweet level violations of any of site policies policies, uh, we will move forward with a permanent suspension. Um, the assessment since its most recent timeout, while LTT Libs of TikTok has not directly engaged in behavior violative of the hateful conduct policy, the user has continued targeting individuals slash allies slash supporters of the LGBTQIA plus communities for alleged misconduct. The targeting of at least one of these institutions, um, and that's the end of the screenshot, but you see that they're basically saying, by the way, I just keep saying this because it's true. Hate speech does fall under free speech. Like you get to say things that offend other people in this country. You get to say things to me that offend me in this country. I would never want to take that right away from you. You should not want to take that right away from me. We believe in free thought and free speech and free debate in this country so that we can have all the information to come to the conclusions that we're going to come to 
because of freedom and to actually talk about all of these things, how in the world could anybody think that you, it's better to just turn people off? This isn't even hateful stuff that libs of TikTok share. She literally shares the posts that liberals are just posting on social media. So if the left has a problem with the posts that libs of TikTok is posting of liberals, um, you know, and usually it's out of like, she doesn't add any sort of context. She's just like listing what's happening in the video. So maybe Twitter, you have problems with liberals because you're mad that she is, <laughs> she's airing the stupidity of the left. That's what they really have a problem with. Um, so uh, Barry Weiss goes on, the committee justified her suspensions internally by claiming her post encouraged online harassment of quote unquote hospitals and medical providers by insinuating quote, that gender affirming healthcare is equivalent to child abuse or grooming. But it is, it's worse than that. It is maiming kids. It is maiming kids. That is what this whole gender reassignment surgery stuff is. You're maiming children. If y'all actually looked into what all of that, um, uh, entails cutting up these children's arms and legs in order to make fake penises. Um, and it's just, it's a whole horrible thing. And it is maiming the kids. It's not even just child abuse to me. So I don't know though. Like <laughs> before Elon bought Twitter, I guess I, I wouldn't be allowed to say that, you know, hate speech. It's hate speech because I don't want the kids maimed. Um, okay. So Barry Weiss goes on, compare this to what happened when the owner herself was doxxed on November 21st, 2022. A photo of her home with her address was posted in a tweet that has garnered more than 10,000 likes. And I'm not saying her name on here because I know that she wanted to remain anonymous before Taylor Lorenz stalked her house. And then I stopped sharing my location on everything after that because it scared me so much. Like the left is actually crazy. Who knows if they'll just show up to your door and like murder you? Who knows? Like they don't have morals. You never know with them. Um, but anyway, she, the Taylor Lorenz, like, stalked the owner of the Libs of TikTok's uh, account owner, and it was just, like, a whole scary, scary thing. So I'm not saying her name out of respect for her, even though she's not anonymous anymore. Like, that's what she wanted. Um so when the owner of the Libs of TikTok account told Twitter that her address had been disseminated, she says Twitter support responded with this message, colon, quote, we reviewed the reported content and didn't find it to be in violation of the Twitter rules, period, end quote. Um, no action was taken. The doxing tweet is still up. Um, so then she shared a, a screenshot. Hello. Thanks for reaching out. We reviewed the reported content and didn't find it to be vi in violation of the Twitter rules. In this case, no action will be taken at this time. If you have further concerns about intellectual pro uh, property, your privacy or your personal safety, the following guidelines can be of assistance. So basically Twitter was like, Hey, we don't care. We don't care that you were doxxed. Um, good luck out there. Like that's basically what they said. Uh, okay, so Barry Weiss goes on. The um, in internal Slack messages, Twitter employees spoke of using technicalities to restrict the visibility of tweets and subjects. Here's Yol Roth, Twitter's then global head of trust and safety, in a direct message to a colleague in early 2021. Um, so there's a screenshot. Yol Roth, a lot of times SI has used technicality spam enforcement as a way to solve a problem created by uh, safety under 
under enforcing their policies, which again, isn't a problem per se, but it keeps us from addressing the root cause of this issue, which is that our safety policies need some attention. Um, six days later, in a direct message with an employee on the health misinformation, privacy, and identity research team, Roth requested more research to support expanding, quote unquote, non-removal policy interventions like disabling engagements and de-amplification slash visibility filtering. Um, there's another screenshot. You'll Roth. One of the biggest areas I'd love research support on is re-non-removal policy interventions like disabling engagements and de-amplification slash visibility filtering. The hypothesis underlying much of what we've implemented is that if exposure to, example, misinformation directly causes harm, we should use remediations that reduce exposure and limiting the spread of content is a good way to do that by just reducing prevalence overall. We got Jack on board with implementing this for civic integrity in the near term, but we're going to need to make a more robust case to get this into our repertoire of policy remediations, especially for other policy domains. So I'd love researches POV on that. There is more to come on the story, which was reported by Abigail Schreier, Shellen Bergman, uh, Nellie Bowles, Isaac Grafstein, and the team, the Free Press uh, at the FP. Um, so Barry Weiss says, keep up with this unfolding story here and at our brand new website, thefp.com. Um, so, oh, there's a few more. The authors have broad and expanding access to Twitter files. Um, the only condition we agreed to was that the material would first be published on Twitter. We're just getting started on our reporting. Documents cannot tell the whole story here. A big thank you to everyone who has spoken to us so far. If you are a current or former Twitter employee, we'd love to hear from you. Please write to, uh, colon tips at the fp.com. Watch MT to EB for the next installment. Um, so that is the end of the Twitter files part two, but y'all that's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. How much of what we told you guys was happening at twitter.com was actually happening at twitter.com. The validation is nice. Um, but the implications for our country are devastating because it shows that, uh, we're not, we're not far off from communist China. Like we're just not. And I know everybody is like, Jenny, calm down. You get really mad on your podcast, but we're in such a serious situation that not enough people are recognizing it for what it actually is. And the fact that this was even, it, that it was even possible for something like this to happen. And the government was, um, you know, having people email Twitter employees and saying, Hey, take this down. Here's a bunch of tweets. You need to go over, remove these shadow ban this person, turn this person off, slap this label on this person, de-amplify Charlie Kirk, like all these things that have been happening at Twitter again, the validation is nice. It's nice to not feel crazy. Um, but I never felt crazy because I knew this was happening. So many other people knew this was happening. And now we just have proof that it is. Uh, the next step really was for someone to buy Twitter and then to expose all of this, which Elon Musk has done. I do have my reservations about Elon Musk. He is Mr. Transhumanism. He did dress up as Satan for Halloween. And I know some people are like, LOL, Jenny, but he did. And I, you know, so I, I don't, I'm not like obsessed with the guy, but this was a really important next step that really needed to happen in our country in order to show that 
you know, this whole synergy thing that I have been talking about on my podcast and that other people have been talking about um, is a real thing and it has been happening and we have to absolutely call it out, make sure that people are punished for this, not just forget about it. We're not going to forget about this. I have an excellent memory. I don't forget any time anybody wrongs me in any way and I'm not very good at forgiveness. I've talked about that before on social media, but I'm really not good at forgiveness like it's it's not even like something that I mean I need to work on it because God does call us to forgive but I'm not good at it and I I feel like in this situation it's nice that I I have that because I'm not going to forget this I'm not going to stop calling it out I'm not going to stop reading these installments of the Twitter files out to you guys on this podcast I'm not going to stop talking about it on the web in real life I'm not going to stop talking about this this is a a huge undermining of our constitutional republic it is a direct attack on our rights to have information in order to make educated votes when we go to the polls. Um, I was also saying earlier that if they rob you of free thought, then they have robbed you of free will. And that is exactly what all of this is boiled down. And so you need to keep your free will because God believes in free will and we believe in free will because God believes in free will. And we just have to have this access to this information. And everybody's talking about the slavery from over a century ago. Maybe y'all should focus a little more on the slavery that they're ushering us into, that the left is ushering us into. Without the access to the information that we need, what what do you think is going to happen? You're, you, you don't want communism. This is exactly how it works in China. They work with the media companies. The government does. They, they control what everybody can see. Um, and, and so in, in that way, they control what people think and how people act. It is a societal hellscape. Um, and the, the weakest people are going to be for communism because they don't think they can win a debate without doing this kind of stuff, without censoring other people, without shutting down other opinions. What does that tell you about their ideas? What does that tell you about their ideology? What does that tell you about their the state of their souls? What does that tell you about their lack of morality? Like, what does that tell you? It tells you that they're monsters. And it tells you that they better pay for it because we're not forgetting this. We're not forgiving this. There will be no amnesty. Again, this is one of the situations where my inability to forgive is going to work out nicely. And, um, I, and I just encourage other people to keep your foot on these people's necks about this. We have to keep our feet on the necks of the people in the government who allowed this to happen, who are continuing to try to make this happen, where they censor information um, and try to control how we all act. I'm not going to be able to be okay with this. Okay? I'm not going to be able to be okay with it, and I hope y'all aren't okay with it. Uh, and please, please just get this information to out to everybody that you can. Share this podcast episode onto your social media accounts. Email it if that's what you're into. Just make sure that this information is disseminated because unlike how Twitter used to be, we can do that now. We can disseminate our information now. And the left is, um, they're in a panic mode. They're, they're really in a panic mode because they understand that uh, it, this is all coming to out to light and there there's no just nowhere to hide the lies always come out to light one way or another there is no escaping that it's going to happen just accept it um, and truth wins all the time so pray for Elon Musk because this was a very daring thing for him to have done um, you know I, I've seen some memes of people making like these Christmas memes of Hillary Clinton making like a 
quote unquote a scarf for Elon Musk, but it's like a noose. Um, it's funny, but it's like that could actually happen. So you need to be praying for Elon Musk and everybody who is out here trying to get the truth out to everybody because it is very dangerous. I'm not going to pretend that what I do is not dangerous, but especially if you're if you're someone like Elon Musk doing this, then you are you are really putting you're sticking your neck out there. And, uh, you know, those these people on the left are not afraid of chopping people's necks off, like literally. So pray for Elon, pray for America, pray for the world and pray for people to wake up because um, it it is so far past time for that. <laughs> so far past time. Uh, okay, so that is everything. I'm going to attach the link to this. And again, y'all should follow Barry Weiss and Matt Taibbi. I learned how to pronounce his name. Um, and keep up to date with all of this. Y'all can follow my newsletter on my Twitter page. If you go to my Twitter page on my profile, uh, right under my bio and everything, then you can sign up for my newsletter, which I recommend y'all doing. Even though we're safe-ish on Twitter now, it's just nice for me to have your guys's email address so that I can send my information out to you guys. Um, and then if I get banned again on Instagram and Facebook or, you know, God forbid Twitter, then I can still like get my information out to you guys. So again, read your Bible, start with Genesis, and I will see you guys next time. <laughs>